Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Man, show coach Dan D'Antoni, West Virginia, up there with the most stuttering herd. Man, they up there heading up there to come to USA. Coaches everywhere. You got Virginia, West Virginia, Texas. You all that's really come to USA. Coach, you all are everywhere, man. All over this nation. How, how you doing, man? I'm good. Man. It would be West by God, Virginia. West by God, Virginia, the thundering herd of Marshall, baby. The, the, the real yeah. mean green. The real mean green, right? I don't know how mean we are, but we're green. We're you green. Right. You got that right. Coach, Trevor, five on a year, Coach, playing really well three in a row. Tell us about your team, man. Only playing 17 games so far this year. But, hey, you right where you want to be here in March before you head to Frisco here real soon. Well, I, we got a real good ball club, and uh, they're solid. Uh, if you look at our stats, uh, NET, we're the highest-ranked team in Conference USA. Pomerong, uh, we're the highest-ranked team in Conference USA. Our efficiency numbers on basketball are tops in the conference, top assist team, top turnover to re, uh, assist uh, ratio, uh, one of the highest shooting percentage teams, efficient team. Our defensive uh, stats are uh, less than one point per possession, which we consider good. And uh, we played well. We've had some problems with COVID and uh, it, uh, I think, put us about two weeks behind. We played some tough games. We had to play seven straight road games to begin Conference USA with one game break with uh, Western at our place, which we played Western directly out of COVID. We were out 14 days. Uh, our point guard was had symptoms and really didn't recover until two weeks after he started playing. So, you know, all in all, uh, 12 and 5, uh, stats are good, and, and, and I got great young men who play extremely hard. So happy with where we are. We, you know what? You're still playing for the last game, you know? Oh, when yes. You're a happy camper. You so got listen. that right, Coach. You got that right. So last week you didn't play Rice. So does that help you guys forge your legs? I know they play guys some good, good minutes there. So how is that kind of getting the weekend off to kind of reset and then get ready to play North Texas, who are always tough when, they, when you play those guys? No, they're, they're always tough, but uh, this is our third uh, break from with COVID. And uh, I think earlier in the year, our first uh, uh, time we had to take 14 days out, uh, it probably hurt us a little more than this last time. 
And the reason being is you're putting your team together the first year. The second COVID break, we were smitten. That hit us hard because we had a couple kids that had symptoms and they didn't, even though they were allowed to play, they still hadn't gained their strength and uh, their uh, physical part of the game. And then this last one that comes down, is it rust or is it rest? You know, so you're trying to rest some kids toward this end. So maybe I hope not as uh, uh, tough on the team as the first two. And we'll find out, you know, you guys will all call it. If we get beat, it'll be rust. If we win, it'll be rest. So hey, I, hey, coach, not I, me, coach. Hey, coach, I, I, my, my, my media friends are different than me. I'm like this. It's make or miss for me, coach. So <laughs> I, I know what it's about. See, it's make or I miss. You. <laughs> you know, hey, good and bad coaches are based on making or missing, right? So it's a, well, hey, it's, it's a maker's leg, you know. <laughs> yes. just, hey, in my age, I'm lucky to get here this far doing what I love to do. So uh, we, I've had good players who've made a few. Yes, you got that right, Coach. You got that right, buddy. Now, Coach, look at this, man. Of course, you're your team, man. Coming back this past season in March last year this time, my, my birthday, stuff got shut down. So how was it losing your guys off for all those months, keeping their grades up, being at home, so your sister coach having to work extra harder, academic advisors was working extra harder to keep your guys' grades up. So how was it for you and your staff, man, this past spring, keeping your guys focused on school while they was away from, away from you guys and then you're on your great campus there at Marshall? Well, you know how you have uh, sayings in locker rooms where a lot of coaches, not me, but a lot of coaches have sayings like no pain, no gain, uh, run through a brick wall, jump over. I don't do that. I got uh, my little quote is uh, Charlie Brown carrying Snoopy on his back. And he says, you know, it ain't where you're going. It's who you go with. So I, all I'm saying is a coach, pick the right guys. You don't yes. have problems. <laughs> so I'm, I'm cautious about, who I put in the car with me. I want good young men at uh, represent Marshall. And uh, when I took the job, my AD said, well, you know, sometimes you'll have to walk them to class. And I said, no, I'm gonna walk them right by that class to the car and say goodbye. And, and I, I believe that, you know, I believe in helping young people, but I also believe that you have to set standards for them. And they have to be wanting to reach those standards. And if you don't let them reach up to grow as a person, then I think you've done much more a disservice than teach them how to dribble a basketball or teach them how to shoot a basketball. So I, I we, we really work on the type of young men we have, the type of uh, uh, responsibility that they carry for themselves. And I give them that opportunity to carry that responsibility. I'm not here to babysit you. And I'm not going to babysit you. And I expect you to be a young man. I'm going to treat you like a young man. And you know what? I, so far, I've been very pleased with this generation. They're doing a great job. And I've enjoyed it. They made this old man happy. So, I've, uh, you know, they, they've been a good group. Groups. Because I've had a bunch of them. And, Coach, you're right, man. You know, for me as a young kid, Coach, four years old, man, I met Anthony Mason and Carlos Rogers at basketball camp, at Frank Allen's camp back in 1991, Coach. So that right there changed my mindset to vote. Hey, I can go to college because I grew up in the hood of Atlanta, Coach. I grew up in the slums, Coach. Didn't have much. So just that, seeing that as a four-year-old, man, gave me that. I said, I can do anything I want to do because look at these guys. Anthony Mason, Carlos Rogers, Frank Allen. 
Right. Half takes half for me. A little kid from Atlanta, what, what, uh, show me around. Like so, coach, just just having a coach like yourself to really help motivate kids for me as a four year old got me to where I am today at thirty four years old now. So thirty years ago, I've grown from that point. So I feel like guys like yourself who really care about kids and bring growing young men, man, can really make a difference in, in our country and in our world for sure. Well, I, good people make good things, and uh, I, we all make mistakes. I'm not saying that. Everybody's perfect, and uh, I certainly don't. I don't know if I'd even enjoy the perfect person. You got that but, right. <laughs> uh, uh, I do think that uh, they're going to make mistakes. You got to let them own those mistakes, and th let them grow from them. You know, you don't pin them in a corner for them, but uh, at the same time, you don't make it comfortable either. And there's a good mix there that uh, you get them coming forward without destroying who they are as a person. And I, I, uh, I hope I do that good. You know, I, that's my main goal as a coach. I obviously got to win enough games to keep my job. And uh, I, I enjoy that part. I enjoy the competition and the ability to uh, uh, have that roller coaster ride through life. You know, that, you know there's an old uh, uh, movie you too too old for you. You wouldn't know about it. But there was this uh, uh, young lady that uh, uh, had married had a chance to marry two different guys, and one of them she picked one, the other one. Where the other one passed away, and when he passed, the one he she picked passed away, and uh, she was broke at that time, left her without anything. And the one she didn't pick had become a banker and had a lot of, had money, had worked his way through, and had a lot of money. And, they were at the funeral. He came to the funeral and he looked at her. I said, I guess you wish you'd have chosen me now. And she looked at him and she said, yeah, well, not really. She said, it's like going to a carnival. You have the roller coaster and you have the merry-go-round. Mm. And I don't anybody standing in line for the merry-go-round. <laughs> You got that right, Coach. You got that right, Coach. I'll tell you what, man. Speaking of that, Coach, this summer, man, um, a rough summer, all kinds of going on country, racial stuff, and social justice stuff. Those, right. Zoom, those Zoom calls for me, Coach, with my staff has made me a better leader, a mentor, right. and, and, and a friend a friend to my staff here. So for you, Coach, hearing your young men from very diverse backgrounds tell you about their backstories and their history, how's that for you and your team to coming together, hearing each other's perspectives on different things going on in our nation and could becoming a really closer team this year because of it? Well, we, we talk about that all the time. I talked about that seven years ago. And I, you know, I live Black History Month because I'm married to a black woman, you know, so every his, every month's a history month for me, you know, she <laughs> rules my roost, I ain't got a chance, so uh, 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 I, we talk about issues again, uh, I think that's a part of my job, if, if not, I need to be in the NBA, but this is a, a place where you develop young men and, and trying to get them going in life the best they can be, regardless of their color, race, uh, that, to me, uh, I, I told my players, when we talked to them, I, I said, Tavia, I know you're a black man. I can look at you and see that you're black. I mean, that's that's not hard. But I don't treat you as a black person. I treat you as Tavion. Tavion earns or doesn't earn the respect I give you. It's not, uh, not anything else. So I'm not giving you anything because you're black, and I'm not taking anything away from you because you're black. You live up to Tavion, and uh, I can point him out because he's one of the best. He is one of the best human beings alive. And uh, 
you know, that's kind of the way I've treated people. Tried to do the best I can, you know. Got my own little faults. Sometimes I got to apologize. But for the most part, try to pe- treat people with respect and let them earn what they get, you know. I just think you have to earn it. I'm not giving it to you. I don't, I don't feel sorry for you. Hell, I grew up in the backwoods of West Virginia. My daddy couldn't speak. and My granddaddy couldn't speak English. We had 50 cents when he came over here. And so I don't, you know, you got to earn your way. All of us. You got that right. Your way, I don't want you be given to you because of uh, you're white, black. I don't care, and, you know. So, you know, I hired Corny Jackson who uh, played here at Marshall. And I told him, I said he's a black man, but I didn't hire you because you're black man. I put four white guys down there if they thought if I thought they were the best. But you're the best. You're the best one to interview. You're the best coach I could get, and I want you to act like it. And let's get this thing rolling. And he's been a great joy. He's done a great job here at Marshall. Most definitely, Coach. I, I, I agree with you, Coach. For me, the same thing, man. I, I could easily let my circumstances as a kid shape me today, but I overcame that. I'm a guy on radio show, been doing it for 10 years. Can you believe it? 10 years I've been doing this radio show. I can't believe it's been that long, but I, I think I'm an example for a lot of guys in my neighborhood. Like, look, if JR can do it, I can do it too. Because I didn't let well, that define you know, there's, me. There's prez, prez, uh, prejudice in this world. Nobody's no, that. Everybody knows that. There's hate that which I request, you know, prejudice to me is hate. And and there's hate on both sides. It just depends on the individual. You know, I, I like anybody, uh, your color doesn't prevent you from being a good person, but it doesn't guarantee you being a good person. And that's that's you individually. And I, uh, my wife's granddaddy told her one time, uh, uh, he had had some problems, he was South Carolina. He was, uh, had a 52-acre farm in, in a white area, the black, only black family really in a kind of white area where he uh, farmed 52 acres. And, uh, they burnt three crosses on his uh, wow. uh, house yard, his yard, uh, one night. And he went down to the police station, the old white guy, police, said, they're not doing that with me here. So he went out and went around the neighborhood. And next morning, uh, Another farmer came over with these three sons. The white farmer came over and said, uh, we're here to help you. We didn't do that. We don't like what happened. We're here to help you mow down your yard, get started here in this neighborhood and welcome you. And he turned around to my wife, who was a little toddler, but stayed with her. And he said, you know, you judge people one person at a time. And I think if people did more of that, where they just judge you for who you are, not, not for any group, Quit daggone talking about groups. Now, I'm a little different with a lot. I'm not big on, I'm an Italian-American. No, I'm an American. You know, I don't believe in, my wife is a black American. No, she, you you can see she's black. She's American. She's as American as I am, you know? So I I just kind of go with that. And I I told my players, we talked about uh, standing, what do you stand for with the flag and, and the, and the national anthem. And I said, well, you know, there's got to be something that we come together in. Now, I'm not saying that flag was always perfect. I know that. But its language is perfect. Now, did we act on it perfectly? No. There were instances, no. But the language of what it says is perfect. And I said, we got to have something that we can come together on. So I had a son who was in the Army, obviously, spent two two uh, tours in uh, Iraq. 
And uh, uh, you know what? He, he dodged a few bullets for this country. And I just said, you know, that, and that's probably beside him was a black man. I don't know, you know, whatever. But they were all different races that those bullets are flying around. And I said, there's one place that we go. Now, y'all can do what you want because I can't determine what you decide. Uh, you have a freedom to demonstrate or speak out. Uh, but I'm going to stand. And I'm standing for all of us, not just for a group. I'm standing for all of us. And uh, y'all can do what you want. And, and uh, you know what? My players, for the most part, I don't know if I influenced them or whether they believe they stand. And we're together. I said, every day when we play together, people see what America should look like. So let's, let's keep it that way. Uh, they come for basketball, not for any type of demonstration or speaking out. I know you have to have platforms. I, I, I told Jared, my little player, I said, look, if you get mistreated, you go tell me where it is and me and you will go down there right now and I'm right with you. And, uh, but if they're not, you're not, you know, <laughs> what are you, what are you yelling at? You haven't been, you know, and, and, and he, I think they understand. And, and there are causes that you have, there are places, I think, time and places that you have to make stands and demonstrate and show your strength. Uh, I just, you know, for the flag and the national anthem, in my mind, and it, I'm, you know, I respect other people's opinions. But in my mind, that's one that I don't, I don't stop for. There's been too much blood spent, black and white blood, for that flag for me to kneel. So I'm just not doing it. Now, you want me to go somewhere else with you? You show me where you got mistreated, I'm with you. Let's go. But uh, other than that, I'm going to play this sport, enjoy it. Hope we have good fans coming out, have a good time. Oh, yeah. It's life and enjoy living. You and got that right, Coach. And, Coach, you have a young man on your roster, Coach, from down my way, Noonan, Georgia, about 40 minutes yeah. from my house. Tell us about yeah. that young man. Jansen, you know, Jansen, uh, uh, he's a leading shot blocker all the time at Marshall, said it this year. Now, that beat Whiteside, who's an NBA player, you know. Uh, so, but now Whiteside was one year. Jansen's four. <laughs> but Whiteside's 7-1. And this kid beat a lot of good centers at 6'8", 215 pounds. And uh, to do what he does and block the shots that he did, you know, shows his determination, his athletic ability, and, uh, you know, it's been a big part of our success here at Marshall. Now, Coach, let me ask you, how's recruiting been via Zoom for you guys? You can't go on the road, so how's it been to recruit your 21 and 20 classes via Zoom, knowing you, I know you want to see guys, see them in person. How's it been for you and your staff? Well, I'm a little bit different than most, okay? So I'm one of those, if I have to watch you more than three minutes, you're not good enough. And so uh, I, I, I can take a look. I, I like it better in person. But I get a pretty good feel watching film as long as it's on that big screen. I don't, I don't like these little ones. <laughs> if I can get it on a big screen and get a look at you, I can get it pretty much uh, no or yes. You know, I, I, I know what we need. And, again, at our level of recruiting, and we try to recruit the best, don't get me wrong, and I think the best should want to come here because it's, a great situation for them. But uh, I, I think that uh, uh, by watching them play, we, we recruit what we need. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes, you know, if you're Duke, you recruit the top five best players, you know. Uh, I always said, yeah, well, that's great coaching, you know. That's like going to the playground, giving the other guy five picks, and you get the next picks, and why didn't you beat them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, <what>? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I said, you can't coach that, <laughs> you know, because it's a player's game, you know, whether you like it or not. I think coaches get in the way more often than they help. But uh, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, I think we've done a good job here. i got good staff. Uh, they do a great job in locating people. And I don't play around. You know, when I see one I like, I like it. Bring him in. And we I think you can teach a lot. We have great uh, awake uh, program, agility programs to help with our athletic ability. We have uh, teachers that teach skills. and Basketball is a repetitive skill. It's not rocket science. So if you give me a good heart, you give me somebody who wants to work really hard, the better athleticism you can start with, okay, that's better. There are certain builds that will live like, I don't know, you can't be 5'9 and weigh uh, 100 pounds and think you're going to play. You got that right. <laughs> if you get within the right range of athletic ability. Now Jared West is a good example. I, You know, we, we he plays here. He's leading the conference and uh, – Assists leading the conference in three to uh, three to one and assist to turnover ratio. He's one of the top scores. He's 16, 17 points. And nobody, you know, looked at him, didn't think he could play. And everybody asked me now, I said, Well, coach, what did you see in him? I said, Well, I was re there were four players on that AAU team we were looking at. One of them went to Davidson, Luke Frampton. One of them went to the little cuffy kid, went to uh, Liberty and George and, and, uh, 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 Jared came here and somebody said, well, you lost the two you liked. I lost the two I went to see <laughs> the one I liked. And they go, well, what did you see in him? I said, he had the biggest heart. You know, you, when he played, I could tell he had the biggest heart. He was the best leader. People rallied around him. I said, you got that? And his dad was a coach and dad, uh, hit the winning shot uh, that put West Virginia in the Sweet 16 when Potsnagel played with West Virginia. And uh, his dad's a good coach up in the northern part of the state. I knew I had a kid that wanted to be good and was willing to put the time to do it. And he, you know, he exceeded all that. So, you know, I look for people with – I can watch what we need. I like skilled people. I like uh, – uh, people that can run and, and play more than one position. You know, I like, I like my bigs to be able to dribble it up and shoot it, and my guards go in and, and, and post up. So, you know, we teach the whole whole game. I don't pigeonhole kids and stay, stay, stay within this part of the game. I open it up to all of them. Sometimes it takes us a while to get together and understand our, uh, our roles for this team, and I let them figure that out. We tweak it if I think you're going the wrong direction. But basically I let them form that type of chemistry among themselves. And then if they stumble or doesn't look good to try to tweak it, but first opportunity comes with them. And I give them confidence that I believe in them. You know what? They've never let me down. They, uh, whether, whether we win or lose, you enjoy watching them play because they give you their heart. So it's all good. Modell, coach, last one for you, coach. This coach, what was your quarantine hobby, coach? Mine was playing the guitar, so I, 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 I can string the guitar now and play a little bit. What was your hobby this summer? We're doing quarantine. 
my I, well, I do crossword puzzles, and I live up on top of a hill, and I am 72, so I'm swinging doing crosswords. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now when I was your age, that might have been a little different. <laughs> but everybody has to, you know, you you. I think to be cool, and not really to be cool, but to show that you're happy, you have to be who you are. You know. Oh yes. I tried to act like you, I wouldn't be happy. First of all, I wouldn't sleep good. I'd hurt all the time. But, uh, you know, so I do think that you have to live the age you are, your age appropriate. Doesn't mean you have to act like you're dying or something or too old to do anything. But I do think within certain parameters that we go through different phases of life, enjoy all of them, you know. I enjoyed the first part, middle part, and I'm enjoying it now. Yeah, my dad's 80 years old. He does puzzles too. So I I can feel you. My dad does does still too. My dad so gets he still writes out checks, coach. He still writes out, he said, you know, I said, dad, I have a check in eight years, dad. You should use checks, son. He gets the paper still. My dad's totally old school like that, but I love it though. It's so fun to have him around 80 years old still. Well, you know what? He's happy. You know, that's what it's about. He's happy. So you know. My, that's the way my dad was. My didn't, dad didn't change much. You know, little Italian guy, but you know, he didn't change much. And I, you know, I, I watch his shows now. I watch Gunsmoke <laughs> <laughs> and the Jeffersons. I'm going, <laughs> the Heat of the Night, uh, Columbo, my dad, all that stuff, man. Columbo. I love watching Columbo, my dad. <laughs> Hey, wait, one of these times you're going to turn around, you'll go, you'll be doing something, you'll go, oh, hell, that's what my dad did. <laughs> yes, all the time. Hey, coach, I got, this, this is my quarantine, I can spend time with my father. You know, he's lives 20 miles from my house here, so I can see him all the time. And he loves, he loves, he's, he tells my time, coach, my son does radio. I can't believe my son's a radio host, talks to these guys I watched when I was his age, you know. Like, when I had on, like, you know, um, Ben Howland, he's like, I saw that guy in the Big West when I was, he was a kid. He's talking to that guy on this show, so my biggest is a thriller, I talking to you guys, man, and covering sports because he's a, he's a big sports nut. That's why he got me into it. So my dad's okay. living his best life, loving what I'm doing so far. I'm like, little, making that guy happy. I love it. Well, you know, you know what? It sounds to me like we both drew aces, and that's where on birth we had good good family. And when you have good family, you have a great start. It's tougher on others, and and uh, they they do have things that they have to surmount. But again, everybody has things they got to surmount. You can't. You can help them a little bit, but if they're not pushing forward, I used to have, I used to teach a psychology class when I was in high school. One of the things I, I said uh, would suggest to them, I said, "You're in a boat. There are 20 people drowning, but your boat only holds 10. Who do you save first? And they they all look around. And they go, "Well, the ones that look like they're sinking." And I said, "Well, I'm going to take the opposite point of view." And I and what and they go, "What's that, coach?" I said. I'm going to take the ones that are still trying to swim. Yeah. They, you got that the right. The ones that give up. And I wish I could save them, but I'm not going to be able to because the boat will sink and all of us go down. But I'm going to to do the ones that are working to get better. And I'm going to try to help those people and be a part of their lives. And that's kind of the way I choose here that I'm pretty selective on the athlete we bring in here because I want them to represent Marshall. And I want people in the, our stands to uh, appreciate uh, the person that they are and the effort they're given on behalf of Marshall. And uh, I, I'm a little cranky that way. I'll tell you another little give. When you come to mind, you're not going to hear any rap. 
and you're not going to hear any hard metal. I ain't listening to it. <laughs> They'll all go, well, come on, coach. That's what the modern day language is. And I go, look, I got 7,000 people up in that stand. I'm over 50. We're playing the Temptations. Yes. <laughs> I'm playing that damn stuff. I, I, I told Tavian, and this might sound bad, but I don't care. Uh, uh, I told Tavian, I said, you know, black people lost their soul. When they sang that stuff, they have soul right there. Now, that's soul. That stuff is garbage. I'm not listening to it. Hey, Coach, look, I can quote you everything from the 80s to now because my dad and my mom, <laughs> hey, playing Earth, Wind, and Fire, Stevie Wonder, let's see yeah, the higher ground, you know. There so, you go. That's the music. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's music. That's music. Hey, Sam Cooker, Chance Gonna Come, Percy Sledge. These are so, so, these are sold to my father and mother, Judy, my head as a young kid. So being 34 years old, Coach, I can see all those songs and know all the words because of my yeah, parents. Yeah, it's, it's all happy music. It's yes. all love, loving your uh, girl or trying to find a girl, loving it. It's all about that good times. It ain't about the bad. I don't want to hear the bad times. I try to get away from that. So, you know, I, I put on that kind of music. And it used to be our kids would come out, they put earphones on, you know, at the beginning. And now when I go out there, they might be one or two. The rest of them, they're going with the music, and it's a happy practice. I, I think it will put you in a bad mood. Or cool move, like I'm a tough guy. <laughs> a tough guy. You know, I haven't figured that out yet. What is a tough guy? To me, a tough guy, getting up every day, going to work, working hard, loving people, and taking care of your own. That's a tough guy, not one that can punch you in the face. I don't, you know, that don't mean nothing to me. So. Anyway, that's who I am, sir. So. Hey, you're okay. a great guy, Coach. Coach, say what for me, Coach. The best thing I ever do with my career, Coach, was buy my mom and dad a house. So my dad, mom and dad, they're divorced. So I had to buy them both a house. So I'm happy that both of them have their homes here. So my career set. I got my parents out of the hood. And got them great homes and living good. But my mom is 70 years old. My dad is 80. So they, 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 they hate each other, Coach. But they, they got homes. <laughs> they hate one another, but they got homes. You know, that's okay. You know, you can love both of them. I do. And I, I'm grateful I still have them. Because a lot of guys don't have both of their parents still. 80, no, 70 years no, old. So no. I am so happy that I have my parents to lean on still as I go into my 30s and to my 40s here. They, they've been great by me and done everything I could to help me out. Now, now I can help them out, paying it forward, help them out now going forward. Well, good for you. And it's like it's like you learn as you grow up, you know, as a kid, Christmas comes and you go, oh, man, I love Christmas because all the presents I get. And then when you get your age and you have kids and you said, I love Christmas because I get to watch what my kids get. And oh, you know yeah. what? That's the meaning of Christmas is getting joy out of what other people get joy from. And to me, giving it is a lot better than receiving it. It's nice to receive it occasionally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's still better when you're giving. Well, Coach, hopefully next year when you play at UAB, I can bring my dad over to see you guys because he will yeah. love talking to you. Because you are, you and my dad have so many similar mindsets. So I know you will hit it off really well. I'm bring him over to see you guys play at UAB, which is probably the closest trip that I have to you is on Charlotte, of course. So hopefully if you well, play bring, the him, bring him on. Bring him on. Maybe we'll uh, talk about the Jeffersons and Gunsmoke and. <laughs> all, all the old good ones. Hey, he'll love all that, Coach. He'll love it all that, man. Hey, uh -huh. Coach, thank you for your time. It was great to talk to you again, Coach, man. Be safe up there, West Virginia, man. Good luck against Grant McCallison in the, in the green green this weekend. Hope to see you and see you real soon, Coach. I love, love talking to you as always, man. You know what they say, go herd. 
You got that right. The Thunderman heard of Marshall. Hey, Coach, be good, man. All right, man. Take it easy. Right, take Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.